A direct challenge from Russia's Wagner fighters to Vladimir Putin is showing the cracks in the president's authority. An extraordinary escalation saw mercenaries seize two major Russian cities and they were preparing to march on Moscow before an amnesty deal, which has meant Wagner fighters and its leader, Yevgeny Prigozhin, must move to neighbouring Belarus. Joining me now is Stephen Hoadley, Professor of Politics and International Relations at Auckland University. Kia ora, Stephen. Is it over now for Mr. Prigozhin, is it done or should we be expecting more? Well, I'm thinking back to World War One uh, and the aftermath when Stalin had his rival Trotsky tracked down all the way to Mexico City and assassinated. Now, that may be the fate that Prigozhin is looking forward to now. But I have a theory, Pauline, and that is that uh, Prigozhin has agreed to turn over more of the revenue that he's skimming from African dictatorships through oil, uh, diamonds, and gold directly to Putin to help finance his war in Ukraine. And that's why Putin has relented the same day, called him a traitor, and then gave him amnesty. Mm. It's so extraordinary, but I think there's there's deals that we still don't know about uh, taking place between those two powerful men. This was a direct challenge to Mr. Putin. You know, it was very bold. So what does this mean now for Russia? It means that Putin's authority has weakened. It means that the the six or so different military formations that we know existed in Russia are not well coordinated. Russia is not a unified uh, war-making machine. It is, in fact, a group of military factions. And it, it, in the short run, it means that Putin's credibility is, re, is reduced. It means that those Wagner fighters, 25,000 battle-hardened fighters, are off the front line. This produces an opportunity for Ukraine, if they can find the weak spot, to make that breakthrough that we've all been hoping for. Uh, but uh, in, in the longer term, uh, the pessimists are saying, look, this gives Putin the opportunity to contract and to pull all of these different fighting units into the Ministry of Defense to centralize command and to make Russia what it should have been a long time ago, a more unified fighting force. So it, it, short it, it, for the West, it's good news in the short term. It, it may be not so good news in the longer term. But this could be a convenient time for Putin to sort of draw back, not necessarily withdraw, but draw back and, and it doesn't look like it's his fault. Yeah, you're quite right, uh, Perlene. Uh, it does give him an excuse to say, look, we're going to pause in the fighting. Uh, we may withdraw from Bakhmud, for example, which would be a really bad look for him since he spent so much blood and treasure capturing that otherwise unimportant city but uh, symbolically important, uh, but it'll give uh, Putin an, an excuse to draw back and to say, look, uh, domestic security, unifying the fighting forces is more important. And so there may be a lull in the fighting. But again, the Ukrainians are ready to strike and they're looking for that weak spot. The Ukrainians are not going to stop. So I suspect in the next few weeks, aside from Prigozhin's fate and whether he will simply focus his attention on Africa and, and stay out of Russian politics, mm. uh, we're going to see some interesting uh, um, initiatives by the Ukrainian side. Thank you for your time today. That's Stephen Hoadley, Professor of Politics and International Relations at Auckland University.